one. Welcome to the Darf Podcast. This is Dale Brown, joined by Nick Brenningham. And uh, Nick wants to start with a a special, uh, I guess, somber announcement, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the Darth Podcast, as this is our second episode, and that is to be celebrated, but something not to be celebrated is the fact that he has done it to me again over this offseason while we took a break for this podcast. The Hackman, Alex Bowman, has robbed me again. Last year, I had big problems with him because... He turned Quinn Howe from finishing top 10 of the Indy Road Course. He won at tracks that I love and love to watch on TV. And as the stats go, even though Dale tries to argue against me, every track that he won at has died in one way or another. Remember Fontana? Sweet Fontana, a diamond in the West, has now been changed since Bowman tainted it with his gingery hands. Pocono has lost the date. Richmond has lost the date. And then he won at Dover, my hometown track. Less than an hour from where I live, I would go there with my father and my family for NASCAR weekends as a young child and enjoyed every minute of it. I thought maybe, just maybe, we had survived the curse of Bowman, but I was wrong. As Dale excitedly pointed out to me over the offseason that Marcus Smith had purchased Dover International Speedway. Now, some of you... Some of you might be sitting out there and think that I'm not making any sense and I'm just talking a bunch of crap, but it's not true. Because I have died by my own sword of wanting North Wilkesboro to come back on the schedule. I stopped there on my way home from Tennessee on my vacation to see the legendary track and told Dale about how I wanted that track to come back. And now it seems that I have choked on my own words. As North Wilkesboro comes back, it is in my mind very likely that the Dover date will be pulled because Lord knows that we're not going to be relieved of watching another boring Texas race. We don't know what's going to happen to Atlanta, and I'm afraid that Dover International Speedway might be on stage for SMI. (sighs) Okay, thank you. Thank you, Dale, for giving me the chance to... Get that out there. I've been... check. It's probably going to be just fine. Uh, 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 did you not hear the, the Bowman curse? I mean, Richmond's still on the schedule. The hack attack, it lost a date. Pocono's right. still on the schedule. It lost a date. All right, look, we're not going to beat around the bush here. The curse is real. If you don't believe me, then you're just a, uh, a hackman sim. That's just the way we're going to go with it. You can, you can well, attack me if you want to, but that's just the way I tell, it is. Uh, I'll tell you what. Martinsville's on the schedule twice next year. Yeah, well, you know, even the curse of Hackman could take down Martinsville. That's concrete. Anyway. Concrete. Just saying. All right. First show of the new year. Clash was yesterday. I thought it was a good race. I thought that... I'm not going to lie to you. I thought the uh, qualifier before it was better than the actual clash. Are you talking about the little LCQ B main they had? Yes, absolutely. But yeah. 
I mean, how many times have you been to a dirt track and sometimes the B main is actually better than the A main? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah. we'll, um, we'll back all the way up to Saturday uh, practice. Uh, they were they were roughing each other up a little bit practice, too. I mean, I'm I'm happy to see it. I mean, um... What is it? I've sent you a message about uh, Kevin Harvick and Corey LaJoy. Yep. I had a little had a little dusting, yep, a little dust practice. up there. Yeah. So I mean, um, I'm I'm very excited about the aggressiveness of the clash. I thought that was very good. Um, I think like any race has got its high low points. Yeah. It's still more entertaining. Enjoy, um, I did enjoy qualifying. That was a nice um, nice thing to have back. Yeah. Felt good. Right. Give the boomer something to be happy about. Uh, well, you know, um, there was a there was a lot of parody throughout that uh, that qualifying. As hmm. far as time trials go, right. Um, they had a lot of driver, and even the practice boards, you had a lot of drivers up there you don't normally see. Which I mean, I guess between the track and the car, a little bit of an equalizer. Yeah, definitely. So, I tried. Uh, I tried pulling up the actual qualifying like, time trial results, and I haven't found them. So, mm. I'll take that L. Yeah, I mean, unpreparedness, unprofessionalism. I'll take that L. I mean, I, huh. I did. I did try. But to... luckily for you, this is dumbass race fan podcast. So there's there's yeah. no expectations going into this. Yeah. Well, that's me. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's so, see. So uh, we'll go into the heat races. Um, the first heat race was a little eventful with uh, Blaney Stenthouse going back and forth. Um, the second and third were a little meh. Right. And the fourth one, uh, that's when the Arrakens started. And uh, that was the beginning of the end. That's, <laughs> that's what we like to see. Yeah. They, you know, all all season they heard about like, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be, it's Bowman Gray, but it's not Bowman Gray because Bowman Gray is super cold this time of year. Which, you know, when we were talking about it before, and all of the, uh, let me say, older generations of NASCAR fans were not happy about this LA race. It made sense, you know, it was a Bowman Gray style race with warm weather and a very profitable market. So I didn't really have any complaints at that point. Now, I mean, yeah. this raises the question of, is the Clash going to be in a southern football stadium every year? Like, what's, what is, how does NASCAR go forward with this? You know, because this a, is... I think they have a contract for two or three years, that place. Oh. However, I mean, I'm sure you could possibly see it pop up other places. Yeah. I mean, it just opens a whole new... Uh, or... I think I've seen a couple tweets about it that they could do... Uh, off-season exhibitions and yeah. stadiums across the world. Yeah. Which I don't really have any complaints about that. I mean, I don't know I mean, how the logistics would work it, in the season. Should it, you know, it can be done. Right. So. Speaking of older, so what was uh, what was most of the complaints you were seeing on Twitter? Oh man, old white people were mad. Really, white people in general were mad. You know, oh, you know, it should be Daytona, Speed Weeks, bring back Speed Weeks, it, the same old sort. Um, speed Weeks have been dead for a while. Hey, look at the last, last year the road course, 
Yeah, it was okay. Um, I, really up to like the last chicane there when Blaney and Elliot took each other out. I, it was really uneventful. But the years before in a clash at the you know the big track, they just rode around and then it became a crash fest and it was like, all right, well this is kind of stupid. They're you know wasting a lot of money here, so. Oh yeah, I don't blame them for doing something different. Now, granted, there was a little bit of money spent with damage yesterday, but you got to replace two cars versus twenty cars. Yeah, I mean, you I'm not the biggest replace, fan. You only have to replace the car anymore. You just have to clip it. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm not a biggest fan of super speedway racing. I'll probably watch all of the 500, and then like the other three. Uh, maybe, I don't know, probably the last 50 laps of the playoff Super Speedway race that, like, I will watch intently. But other than that, like, it's on, but I'm doing stuff around the house. I guess it doesn't have my full attention like other races do. No, man, you got to watch it, like, every lap. You never know. You never I know mean, what's going to happen. You never that, know what's going to happen. That's, that's, that's the wildest part of the Super Speedways. It's, it's a blessing and a curse. You never know what's going to happen. That's true, but... You know, you can't blame drivers. And, you know, every year Super Speedway races happen, everybody blames drivers for riding around in the chain. You want to be around there for the end. So, yeah. So, what, what well, do you take? Do you take the complaining of, oh, they're riding around single file and they need to be racing? Or do you, hey, oh, NASCAR's not listening to us. We want short tracks. Okay. We made you a short track. Here you go. Now what? Now, you, now you're complaining about it. No, I mean, we, I'm fine with just, you know, watching racing because if I was in their shoes, I would do the same thing. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you got to think practically, like you can't, can't just yell like, I want what I want. And then they try to give you what you want. And then you're like, this isn't what I wanted. I want Earnhardt and Mark Martin. Rah, 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 rah. Like those days it's gone. It's a new world. It's a new series, new car. Like things aren't going to be the same. That's the beauty of change. We can um we can get into the reasons that old white people were complaining here in a little bit, but um let's hit on Ty Dillon. Um was essentially a wrecking ball for a while yesterday. I'm glad that you brought Ty Dillon up. I have very mixed feelings on Mr. Dillon, not as a race car driver or any of those things. I like the paint scheme. I hate the font. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, that forty two the is they're going for the old Lee Petty look. It's just, it isn't, it just isn't pleasing on that. I don't know. Like, I think the 44 would have been better. Yeah. Like, two of the same numbers and that. But that's like, that's me nitpicking. Like, I know a lot of people were complaining about the numbers being forward. Personally, at this point, like, I could care less. They're going to do what they're going to do. They're still going to watch. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's everybody. The number may look better on different schemes throughout the year, different colors of the car. Yeah, so that's a that's happens. a big thing I think of is that you know the the scheme makes it whether it looks appealing or not. Right. I mean, but whether no matter what the number looks like, um, he was a pinball for a while. You blame him? No, I don't. No, I don't. Either. No, I mean, if I, he had jumped the start, he'd been I don't the think show. Ever raced that way, honestly. New team, uh, you're racing for Petty. You know, last year he was very vocal about being, you know, upset with what he had going on, that this is all he'd ever done, and he had lost right. his ride. And a lot of people were giving him, like, over amounts of 
of heat just because, you know, he didn't perform as well in that 54 car. But if I'm not mistaken, didn't he race the super speedway races in that car? Uh, yeah, I believe so. All and I think there was one other one that he did it like a mile and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, I mean, even, no, I don't blame him at all for pinballing his way up there. You, you look at it. I mean, I know he jumped the start and he sent him to the back, but still by the end of it, I mean, he was there. At the, I mean, at the very end, it was seven drivers for three spots. Right. So, I mean, he was in it. I, I, I just pulled up what he ran last year. Um, he ran Daytona Road Course. That's Cup Series. I'm an idiot. Mm. I'm sitting here, I'm like, what the hell? That doesn't make any sense. He ran 11 races last year. Um, he ran four of them in the 54. He ran Daytona, Homestead, Las Vegas, and Talladega. Um, I think that's when Ty or Ty Gibbs was able to run more races. Right. Um, he ran a couple races for our motorsports. You know, the, the outfit that uh, Brett Moffat runs mm-hmm. runs with, and uh, he ran a race for Jordan Anderson. So he actually had better results in the in the our motorsports cars. Right. Than anything. So. There was a lot of talk about the stands. Oh, you know, it's going to be empty. You saw a lot of pictures on Twitter, people complaining. Oh, the place is empty, blah, blah, blah. The same old sort. They were bringing pictures off of, you know, before before the heat races or at the very beginning of the day. Now, you even touched on it. Yeah, I, I fell for it. Um, I did not watch some of the heat races. I kind of jumped in late. I was doing stuff yesterday. I got off work that morning. So I come in at the last chance qualifier. And then then, uh, after that was over, I was watching the pre-race show. And I was like, man, there does not seem to be a lot of people in there. And I was like, that's odd. And then it wasn't even like two minutes later, I guess you had stopped eating and picked up your phone and was like, what are you talking about? The place is packed. And I was like, oh, no, I fell for it. I got bamboozled. Yep, you got bamboozled by the boomers. Hate it when that happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, last year for the clash at Daytona, like there wasn't that many people in the stands. Granted, it was a road course race, so. But there was a lot. I was happy to see it. I think it was a Tuesday, too. Right? It was a Tuesday night that. I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. And the, uh, the clash. Yeah, they were qualifying Wednesday. I mean, that's. You have a couple of diehards that would stay there the whole week, but in reality, they're going to come for the big show at least on Thursday. Um, so yeah, moving on to well, I don't I mean I guess we could hit on a couple of things with uh, the LCQ. Um, the ten car hit the wall so hard that his number slid forward. Yeah, that was a, that was a glorious tweet. The thirty-eight. I, I, yeah, <clears throat> um, I don't blame the thirty-eight for what he did. At all. I mean, he got pinched, and he just said, hell it, send it in there. Yeah. And uh, even on television, Kyle Busch was in the booth at the time, and he was like, ah, you know, 10 kind of did it to himself, and, you know, Tony Stewart's in the booth with him. He's kind of like, well, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Clint Boyer's in the background. Damn, Tony, it's an expensive deal there, bud. I did enjoy uh... – was it uh, Blake Shelton coming in there and 
burning Clint Boyer in the booth mm-hmm. talking about it's good to see the 14 up front and all that fun stuff yesterday. That was a good little pop from me on that one. Football busting. Oh, you gotta love it. Um, springing into that, talking about Tony in the booth. Here's a big question that I brought up. What, what do you, who do you prefer, X driver wise in the booth? As I know, it's a one, it was a one showing, right? With Jeff Gordon, basically evolving like Pokemon into Rick Hendrick, wearing the same exact outfit that you see Mr. Hendrick walking around on TV with at the track. That was another funny tweet that went out about Gordon. I liked it. Um, I hope that uh, Tony Stewart, you know, always not being concerned about what he says and when he says it kind of goes at heel as far as like his cars this year. The bet he was um, talking, he said, uh, was it Mike Helton or Steve O'Donnell came in the booth and he just kind of looked like, oh crap, what did I, what did I say? What have I done? And I said, right. They were just coming in there just to say hi, but he just looked like, Oh God! What have I done now? So that 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 adds another little, a nice little aspect of just you don't know what's going to happen. So I know he's right. at the booth for the five hundred also. I think that'd be pretty neat. Right. Um. I don't. I don't know what they're doing the rest of the. The rest of the Fox season, if you will. I th- I think I saw that they were going to have some people in and out. Yeah, rotating like they do in the lower series. Need, I like I like Mike Joy. I like Clint Boyer, but I think they need a. A medium, if you yeah, will. like that rotating that rotating uh, announcer. Like as long as they're like they have an understanding of it, they're not talking to people like we do in this podcast. Because once again, we're not right. professionals. Right. Uh, adds adds some you know freshness to the broadcast itself and different opinions on things, and you can see how racing minds actually work when watching a race. Yeah, uh, you're gonna call me biased, but I still think Junior is a little bit better in the booth. Well, you know. You grew up in that time period, and I, I understand. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I know he's had a little more, um, a little more experience, but still, he's excited. All that experience winning championships. Anyway, uh, let's see what we got next on the uh, talking points. Before you know, a bunch of Dale Junior fans listen to this, yeah. and then I'd they're say, attacking let's, me let's, on Twitter. Let's 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 just. Before we get ahead of ourselves, let's hit the main event. Uh, we, oh. we, I know we skipped a couple things at LCQ, but let's get to the main event. Let's just get to the meat and potatoes of it. Um, well, hold it on. If started you want to talk off... about the LCQ, I got you covered right here. It's pretty mad to start. Then when it was put up or shut up, everybody leaned on everybody. A couple feelings got hurt. Ty Dillon jumped to start and got booted to the back. So, bang, LCQ covered. Now you can continue. Right. Well, the main event, uh, I thought it started off uh, kind of, I want to say kind of slow, but, you know, everyone kind of took care of each other. There's a little beating and banging, but it didn't look like they were, you know, going and cleaning each other out. Um, there was actually actual cautions for actual things happening, crashes, mechanical issues, what have you. Um, the first being Denny Hamlin. Was it lap 50, 52, something like that? Mm-hmm. Lost power, ended up losing power steering. Um, and during that caution period, um, Chase Briscoe and Tyler Reddick each had their own issues. Heartbreaking for 
Tyler Reddick in fantasy because he was yeah, he, he was stepped out. Ass. Yeah, it looked like he had the car to beat. At least in that early in that early uh, yes, early before halftime. Uh, yeah. Segment of the race. Yeah, we'll get that in a bit. Huge. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I and this is gonna come back later. Uh Ogano got to the back of Bush right before the end of that little segment there. Now I thought Bush was gonna clean him out, but he didn't. So I'm like, huh, I'll have to remember that for later on. We get to get past the halftime point there. Um, still a little bit beaten and banging. Um, probably the biggest crash of the day was Justin Haley getting sent to the inside wall. I mean, you know, um, a lot of people on, on Twitter were very surprised Pikachu faced that Kyle Larson, who wins at everything, uh, would turn somebody into the fence when he felt that he was wrong. Uh, I don't see a single problem with it. He is the defending champion. Right. So I have no problems with him being like, oh, yeah, you're going to punt me in the corner? Watch this. And it just completely wrecking a car. Right. right. Yeah. No, I understand. And I just, I hope that mantra of Kyle Arts not taking any shit from anybody all year. I hope that continues. I'm about it. Right. I love the more aggressive racing. I do like the cars. Now, after watching the whole race, and you talk about the Kyle Busch and Logano, and then Larson punting Haley, well, kind of, you know, caddy quartering, punting him into the lower side wall. It seems like, at least in that first half of the section, the cars are very durable, which is what they were talking about. You know, a little, a little door slam out of the corner is going to cut a tire, which is great. I'm about it. But I can check me if I'm wrong here, but did it not seem like the internals were more prone to having issues than the actual body of the race car? Is that going to be like a thing? I mean, like I know that like it's all experimental and you know, it's, we're going to have learning curves and whatnot, but that's, that's what I took away from the weekend was a lot more mechanical failures than cosmetic damage that normally cause problems oh, totally in series before. Yeah. I totally cut out there. So I have no idea what you said for the last two minutes. All right. Well, <laughs> Whatever time mark this is, you're going to have to edit that out. So I will restart what I was saying. Yeah. Um, to me, it seemed like over the weekend that, you know, these new cars, the bodies are very durable. They can take the beating and banging, which is great because that's definitely going to make short track racing more interesting when we go to the other short tracks hmm. this year. But out of the weekend, I kind of got that the internal was more prone to having problems this year as in the past. It always seemed like the slightest bit of damage could end your day. Yeah. I uh, and they they mentioned on the broadcast, um, the the drivetrain and stuff like that, transaxle, transaxle. I mean, they, they transaxle. Um, really, probably wouldn't see as much abuse throughout the rest of the year as it did yesterday, as far right. as the on off on off on off, as as hard as they were. I think the only other place you would maybe run into that's Martinsville, but right. Have a little more, I guess, a little more give and take there. So, right. Well, like I said, there's going to be learning curves. You know, this whole season it is a new car, and you're right. I mean, the body's held up well. I mean, the old cars running each other, they would tie, tie rubs and radiator would be bent in, and the car would be overheating, and they'd be done. Right, right. Yeah, they look like Eric Jones after the clash a couple years ago. So, right. 
So it moved on. Um, I really thought Kyle Busch was going to go in and clean out Joey Wakano at the end. I was kind of hoping for it. Yeah, um, I think you and everybody else. I, I was I was actually rooting for it. I didn't care who won at that point as long as it wasn't Logano. Call me biased. Don't care. But, yeah, it didn't happen. I was disappointed. Is this a Kyle Bush, or do you think he just couldn't get there? Uh, I think it is early in the season. I think if this was a race before the beginning of the playoffs or if it was in the playoffs, 10 out of 10, you would have seen Kyle either wreck Logano or wreck himself trying to wreck Logano. Well, I mean, I mean there's the nothing first on the non-points line here. Non-points race of the year. I mean, what's on the line here other than being the exactly. king of the gimmick races, which Joey Logano is now being crowned by myself. Well, he won it. The thing is there's, there's nothing to lose. They're going to take any points from you. I don't know. So Maybe it is. Maybe it is. He's trying to change. Maybe losing Mars candy or whatever it is as a sponsor. It was kind of like a wake-up call. I don't know. Do you really think he's going to have a problem finding sponsorship? Probably not. Okay. Probably not. But is is like that going to be a nail in the coffin at Joe Gibbs Racing? Like, is he going to have to start his own team? Is he going to have to be the third twenty three eleven car? No, I really don't think so. I don't know. There's a lot of pressure coming from the lower series. Well, that'd be personally a big mistake by Gibbs if that does happen. Fair. I mean, but I think that conversation it. is going to get louder if Ty Gibbs has the kind of season he had last year in Xfinity. Well, Ty Gibbs got to keep car out of the wall first, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, what's what's your what's what's your overall grade for the the whole weekend? Uh the whole weekend, the highlights that I've seen, and then what I've watched, I'm gonna give it a B. I definitely think that you know it's better than. Some people expected it was going to be. Uh, I did enjoy the clash itself. The, the the actual racing part of the clash, let me clarify that, because I'm sure we can get in the halftime show once we finish covering the actual clash, because I do have some funny takes on that as I was watching it. I don't believe you saw the halftime show. No. So this will be my time to shine with the analysis. But <laughs> I, I gave it a B. I gave it a B. It was definitely better than watching one at like Daytona. So. Yeah. I'm personally going to give it an A. Mm. People wanted short tracks. You got a short track. Uh, people wanted, you know, roughing up. They wanted some natural cautions. They wanted this, wanted that. Well, you got it. You got it. And it worked. I was skeptical that, eh, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it's not going to work. I'm going to watch it anyway. It worked. I'm not saying it's going to work everywhere. It's going to work every time. But it worked. And that's probably going to make people mad, which I mean, that happened all weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, every somebody's going to always have something to complain about. I mean, we've learned that mm-hmm. just, you know, sharing tweets back and forth, which was eventually what led to the birth of this podcast. Yeah, right. So, uh, you know what? We're just, just going to talk about it. Okay. The, uh, the, the halftime little deal there. Okay, so you're riding um, in your car. You did not see I, it. I, just, I get to speak on this. Sit I, down, I Charlie. Just, I want to. I want to just <laughs> clarify something here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're in L.A. This is this is a show. 
it's more of a show than a race. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. Um, there, there's no denying what it was. Um, you're going to have one of the biggest figures from that area come in and do a concert. Um, and Ice Cube's known worldwide. I like Ice Cube. I don't know many people that don't. Um, was it really relevant to today's, you know, music or whatever? No, but it's still Ice Cube. So, start by saying, I thought maybe it was a good idea. That's, it is Ice Cube. But as we saw on Twitter, Facebook, and every social media outlet, there were some mad people. And I will let you take off because I was driving home at the time. And you can have the floor. Um, personally, I enjoy Ice Cube. I thought it was a good concert on his part. I just don't know if it was the correct demographic. There were points they were doing crowd shots and there would be like, like one row of people was standing up getting into it, and the other ones was sitting down. Uh, they did a part where uh, in the concert he was doing crowd responses, you know, where he'd be like, everybody say hey, and then they would, you could hear the audio, but the people that they put on the screen in the crowd were not doing it. So that was very cringy to watch myself. It just, it seemed like the, I, the demographic that, was around when Ice Cube was coming up and his music was on the radio every day. They were up being lit, but like younger fans weren't really into it. Older fans you saw on the stands weren't really into it. So it just the visual of it did not look good. Right. The way that it was presented presented. Maybe the best thing to do was to kept the camera on Ice Cube. I don't know. It just yeah. it seemed very bland. You know, he rolled up, he walked underneath of the torch. And then just kind of stood at the top of the stairs and did a concert. And that was that was kind of it. There was no no other real big production in it. I personally think they should have done a post-race concert. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they could have done that and then just segued into giving Logano the the trophy. I think people may have been more into it at that point. They should have gave him a trophy and a mic. I let him, let him go up there around the ice cube. Yeah, yeah. That would have been watching Logano talking about cringy white people up there with ice cube. That would have been that would have been must see TV. I enjoyed it. I thought you know, I thought the concert was good. Um, I guess old NASCAR fans may be upset about it, and that's yeah, a different white, demographic and a different white white folk were pressed about that. But that's, all right, well, that's you can go down that avenue. I that's why I that avenue. Yeah, I'm sure we're on the same page. Let's just call it what it is. Old white folk were pressed about it, and I loved yeah, every second were. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Second of it. Right. I mean, but, but it, doesn't, we're it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they would have had on there. They could have had Ice Cube. They could have had anyone, some new wannabe country singer on there. It still wasn't going to be a, a concert, if you will. Or, okay. Or that. All right. It was, it was going to be cringy it either way. You know. This is I mean? perfect. I'm glad that you talked about the old white people and whatnot. So, in your mind, what was better? Ice Cube's halftime show at the Coliseum or uh, what was it? Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen at the all-star race that had like oh, the 15 minutes that went on forever. Oh, I didn't God. even know and that song was that playing, long. Still playing while they took the green. Right. So what was better? Uh, I didn't watch Ice Cube and I'm going to give to Ice Cube. All right. Yeah, I would too. Like yeah, that was cringy as shit. Ugh. 
yeah, the, the All Star Race one that was. Whew. Oh my god! I mean, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't matter what they do or who they bring. It's going to be cringy, you know. I tell you what, next year they should do it at the new Atlanta Tona, and they should do Tim McGraw and Nelly. That'd be the perfect oh. combo, perfect well, I area. Lie. I ain't Bam. gonna lie, I would fuck with that. See, I ain't gonna lie to you, I would fuck with it. Book it, NASCAR. Book it. I just, I just helped you right there. Straight, Bam. Straight, straight out of 04. Straight yes. out of 04 with the sweatsuit yep. albums. We all love nostalgia. <laughs> the best. Everybody argues that the best. You know, generation of car was around that time anyway. So let's just, let's book it, book it. We don't like change. We don't like new. So let's just recycle. <laughs> oh my god! Um, they also had a DJ playing uh, in between. I guess during between the races and the cautions and such. I'm with it. I saw it. a couple of videos on Twitter. I guess people were were like with it. Yeah, man. It's just like you know, like a hockey game. You know, you get you get a break in gameplay. You know, DJ comes on, he plays some lit music. You're like, oh, here we go. NASCAR. And then I had to go back green flag. It'd be perfect. You know what I mean? Especially because now nobody's going to listen to the pit stops because Lord knows I don't. So let's just play some music in between. Yes, there it is. There's my Boomer NASCAR segment. Bring back the five lids. I love that. Noise. That's what we need. I'm not a fan of the F1. Single tire. Uh, I remember watching an IndyCar race last year for the first time, and they screwed up on a pit stop, and Homeboy destroyed his car. And I was like, man, if those cars had more than, I don't know, one lug, his race wouldn't have been over. But, you know, it's race for Because guess racing. what they eliminated? Guess what they eliminated that people complained about? We slugged that penalty. Uh, yeah, I'd hope so. I would hope so. Because it's going to be, be a penalty in itself. Your beat. <laughs> right. Your beat. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. Is there anything else on the on the weekend that you want to hit as far as NASCAR goes? Uh, what, what, um, what do you think about the number? I know we, you kind of touched on Earl over the 42, and we made that joke about the 10. But um, how do you think the cars look now, now that you've had a large sample to uh, – to get like see, actually seeing them all together it's cut kind of, to me it's kind of like getting a handy after prom you know like you're happy that you're getting something it may not be exactly what you wanted but you know it's there it's so nothing, right? yeah i'm just i'm glad that racing's back you know the the number issue was not a hill that i wanted to die on last year because like i said nascar is going to do what they're going to do they got to make money sponsorships want an extra foot of advertisement space i don't really get it but again it's not a hill that i'm going to die on All right and there were a couple that took advantage of that the bush and they they laid out the bush halfway across the car so yeah and i mean i sent you some paint That's schemes that they did of mock-ups of old ones like earnhardt's mm-hmm classic Budweiser car I thought that the elongated Budweiser over the tire into the driver's side door I thought it looked good like it all depends like I said paint schemes are going to be what decides whether it's fire or if it's trash yeah all right so that covers loosely covers the weekend of NASCAR racing um there's not a lot of other racing going right on right now there's some stuff going on in Florida 
Um, Lucas Soil Eight models are running. Um, I think next week we'd really have a larger sample size to go off of. Yeah. Um, if you want to cover that, then we can. Uh, yeah, we can definitely do that. And like uh, to the Speed Weeks conversation that you were having earlier about it being dead, I always thought that Speed Weeks was more of, you know, for a week in February around the 500 Florida, that Daytona area becomes the hub for up. Right. racing all across the board, whether it's dirt racing. Mm-hmm. You know, I do believe that WKA runs a big karting event, or they did in the past at that time. Like, there's just all kinds of racing going on, and that, to me, was what more Speed that's Weeks speed was weeks. than right. just, you know, NASCAR. But that's me. Yeah. I don't know how other people feel. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So, all right. Well, we'll hit that next week, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, so while, uh, right while we're on it, the season's getting ready to start. We're going to make early predictions, and then at the end of the year or the beginning of the playoffs, we will go back and review what we said for this segment, and then we'll see who was right and who was awfully, awfully wrong. So uh, we'll start off with the easy one. Well, who is your pick for the 500? Oh, my pick for the 500 will probably be – ah, damn. This this car really just throws a hitch into it. I don't I don't know if you're going to see the same old pack racing or the you know the the moves they've made over the last couple of years. So do you want me to give you a minute to think about it while I give you my answer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Paul Wallace, rain short and race. Kidding. Um, I'm going to go with <laughs> I'm going to go with my boy. People. My uh, my my underdog pick throughout the season. I'm gonna go with good old Corey Joy. Yeah. And that seven car had a good run last year. Had some speed at Super Speedway races. Just always seemed to be on the wrong side of things. So that's my pick. Yeah. Um, I'm looking through. I finally found the the, the heat race results and LCQ results. Because I think I we're a little bit far past that now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I suck. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, um, you better be prepared next week. Yeah, right. Or two weeks from now. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you a favorite and the dark horse. Oh, typical tail answer. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, my winner is going to be Ryan Blaney. Okay. He, he's been up front the last couple of years. Going, going back to when he was in the well, was it in the 21 car at the time? Yeah, it was in the 21 car at the time when he ran out of fuel as your Kurt Busch won it. Um, my dark horse is going to be A.J. Allmendinger. Okay. I'll give you that one. It's a good pick. Uh, let's see. Champion. Kyle Busch. Nice. Son of a... Okay. Um... That's, that's who you're gonna pick. It was till now. So my pick. I mean, now... you can still pick him. It feels good. It feels good. Ah. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Larson repeat. Yeah. I think he's gonna reestablish that he's the best in the world. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, that was go- that was gonna be probably my second pick. Right. Uh, let's see. Rookie of the year. Uh, I do believe that. 
realistically, there's only two, maybe three. I just, I don't see, I just don't think it's going to be Cindric. My, like my two. You have, you have Cindric, Harrison Burton. Oh, let's see. Who else is a rookie? Haley, a rookie? No. I, I don't think he's qualifies as a rookie. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Okay, well, if that doesn't count by, you know, whatever, semantics, then I'm going to say Harrison Burton in the 21. Yeah, that's fair. That's my pick for rookie of the year. That's very fair. That's very fair. Any, um, do you have a surprise for the year? What's your biggest surprise as far as race winner, someone pointing into the playoffs, a, a car or team that just runs really well all year? Do, do you have a certain well, Wallace surprise? Gets the playoffs this year. Yeah. Winter there's points. there's my big um. You know what? I'm gonna go with points because you know thanks to the playoff platform, if you get lucky and win a race. You're in, so I'm gonna go with he's gonna point his way in if he doesn't get a win. Yeah, I he might actually want to race this year. Like good, straight up. You know what I mean? Good. I think Suarez wants a race this year. Yes, I agree. And actually runs top ten, top fifteen most of the season. I know he he had a couple good runs last year and was. All on and off consistent, but I think that team takes a step. Oh yeah, in the in the right direction. I'm with it. So, all right, well, we'll pull that back a clip back up at the end of the year and see how wrong we are, which we normally are. Absolutely, sounds good to me. So, all right, we'll be back next week with some dirt racing highlights and talk. Yeah, well, I definitely have more to talk about as far as, you know, the dirt scene. As far as local here in Delaware goes, uh, not really anything going on until, what, the beginning of April? Yeah. Late March is yeah, tune test, can, I believe. We can we can give a little preview as it goes along, so. Um, uh, what else in local news? Uh, oh, Georgetown, new ownership. Uh, everybody's worried that it was going to become a development or whatnot, but it appears not. Nope. It would appear not. So, win for local short track racing there. I think that place is going to be well taken care of. Absolutely. I think, uh, you're going to see a lot of upgrades. Yes. Oh, also, I'm glad you spoke of local racing. I saw something on Facebook. Uh, Delmar's going away with the concession stands. They're, going, they're doing away with the concession stand? Yes. Well, I mean, it wasn't like they were the best anyway, but... Oh, come on, you can't, you can't fuck with a pizza. Fries, man. The fries are always better than me. Yeah. yeah. I I'm hope fat, I hope so uh, the uh, the wrestling belt guy's still there this year at the local short track races. I hope that he's still down there walking around with his NXT belt, screaming at people and waving the belt around and taking pictures. I hope, I hope he's back. I hope he's in good health and we see him again this racing season. <laughs> my uh, my goal this year um, is is to attend more races locally. I got a little bit oh. easier work schedule now, so Absolutely. hoping that can attend. Maybe we can attend together. God forbid. Let um, we we might end up drunk and not remembering anything from the night. Just going to warn you now. 
yeah, once again, this is a dumbass race fan podcast, but we are not journalism professionals, so there is a likelihood that that will happen. So, you know, Sorry, we're not thanks. accredited or anything or not paid. This is just... Nope, we're just idiots. Yeah, pretty much. So, on that note, we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>